Welcome, everybody, to the Gurley Truce College Football Weekly Prediction Show. This is show number one in the 2023 college football season. And today we are going to look at the 19 games that include top 25 teams, including a top 10 matchup between Florida State and LSU on Sunday night. Of course, we get Duke Clemson on Monday night. I wouldn't say there's a lot of great games on this schedule, but there's a few good games. There's a few interesting games. And when you're betting the games, you want to find the best sports book to bet them. So make sure you check out BetMGM. Also, follow us on Twitter at Grueling Truth. Let's go ahead. Let's get started, guys. And we are at week one in the college football season. Week zero gave us Notre Dame Navy, USC, San Jose State. Both games were blowouts as expected. The big question with Notre Dame, are they that good or is Navy that bad? Navy usually could at least stay in a game for at least a half with most major D1 programs. Sam Hartman and Notre Dame blew them out of the water. That brings us to Thursday night. Thursday night, we have a rematch of a week one game from last year where Utah took their college football playoffs hope to the swamp in Florida and lost the game in the final minutes to Anthony Richardson and the Gators. This game is a little bit different. All right, Florida-Utah, Thursday night, September the 1st. Utah is favored by seven points. The game's on ESPN. And Utah's quarterback situation is in flux. Of course, Cam Rising is supposed to be the starter. But, of course, Rising was hurt at the end of last year in the Rose Bowl. He's still listed as questionable right now. They do have a couple quality backups. The number two guy's hurt, so it may go to the number three guy who does have some experience. This is going to be a hostile atmosphere. And the big thing about Utah playing at Utah is this. The Utes are 21-1 and straight up and 14-8 and against the spread at home the last four seasons. They are a very mediocre team on the road against good teams. But at home, they've been outstanding this year. Now, Florida won a 29-26 thriller last season. I think Utah returns to favor in a Thursday night game that I think will be close and competitive. The seven-point point spread is the thing that gets me here. But I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take Utah as the home team. I think they could get this done. I think defensively, they're a very good football team that people are kind of overlooking on the defensive side. Everybody thinks of Cam Rising and the, off, or the options they have on offense. But I'm going to take Utah to win this game somewhere in the area of 31 to 20. I'm going to go ahead and reluctantly give the seven points. But I'm going to take Utah in that game. So now we go to Saturday. And to me, Saturday, we start off on the Peacock Channel. We have Michigan favored by 36 and a half points against East Carolina. So to me, this is a tough call. East Carolina had a good season last year. And they've got a new quarterback in Mason Garcia going to the big house against a team that won't have Jim Harbaugh on the sideline because, of course, he was suspended. Michigan is 3-3 three and three against the spread in non-conference regular season games the last two seasons. But they've won six games by an average of 44 points per game last season. The Pirates were tied last year with USC for the fewest turnovers in the FBS. If they could limit the turnovers, I, I think this is an easy cover. I think Michigan wins this game somewhere in the neighborhood of 37 to 20. So 36 and a half points is way too much. I highly recommend here. Take the Pirates of East Carolina and the points. Next up, Hendon Hooker is no longer at Tennessee. But they may have a replacement just as good at quarterback. And when I look at that, you know, to Joe Milton near his beginning. And Tennessee is a heavy favorite against the Cavaliers. They're favored by 28. 
The Cavaliers finished 3-7 and seven last season, are counting on Monmouth transfer quarterback Tony Musket to get the offense going. Virginia averaged just 17 points per game last season. That will not cut it against the balls here. I mean, this is 28 points, which worries me. But I'm going to say something in the area of Tennessee 41, Virginia 13. So, to me, 13 plus 28 is 41. So, that's right on the borderline. I would actually, if I had to bet this game, you put a gun to my head, I would take Tennessee. But by looking at this, I would stay away from this game. I think the points are way too much there. Next up in the Big 12, we've got Colorado at number 17, TCU. TCU is favored by 21. The game's on Fox at noon on Saturday. And, you know, betters might lean on Deion Sanders given the high-profile debut. You got his son, Shadur Sanders, Travis Hunter. They will make a few big plays. And TCU does have to break in a new quarterback at Chandler Morris and lost eight key players to the NFL. Okay, I just don't think the Buffaloes will be able to keep up to four, four quarters. I like TCU, and I'm going to give the 21 points. My my thing about Deion Sanders is this. He went to Jackson State. He had all these three, four, or five-star recruits, but still, at the end of the season, championship game, he's losing to teams that don't have three, four, or five-star recruits. So not to cast any shade on him, even though I know this does, I'm not convinced Deion Sanders can get this done in Colorado. TCU's coming off playing for the college football national championship, even though they were beaten half to death in that game. They were still there, and they'd still beaten Michigan in a tight game before. They're an experienced team at home. I like the Horned Frogs by more than 21. Next up, Arkansas State is at number 20, Oklahoma. Oklahoma's favored by 35 and a half. Oklahoma is looking for a bounce-back season under Brent Venables. A lot was expected. Very little was delivered last year. You've got veteran quarterback Dylan Gabriel is healthy. Arkansas State is 6-2 and two against the spread in non-conference games in their third-year coach, Butch Jones. This is their high-profile game. Look for the Sooners to pile it on in the second half. I think Oklahoma wins 56-17. I'm going to take the Sooners, and I'm going to give the 35-and-a-half points. Next up, we've got Utah State at Iowa. Iowa's favored by 25-and-a-half. Cade McNamara suffered a leg injury during fall camp for the Hawkeyes, and his status will be monitored throughout the week. The Hawkeyes are 7-7 seven and seven against the spread as a home favorite the last three seasons. Utah State quarterback Kogan, or Cooper Legas, very good quarterback, but he lost his top receiver. He lost his top rusher last year. Iowa will clamp down on the Aggies, but that 25-and-a-half points looks too much to me. Iowa scored more than 30 points only one time last year. To cover 25 and a half, they're going to have to score over 30 in this game. I don't think it happens. I think Iowa wins the game, but I'm going to take Utah State in the 25 and a half points. Next up, Ohio State, ranked number three at Indiana. Ohio State is favored by 29 and a half points. Indiana hasn't beaten Ohio State since 1988. That's a 27-game losing streak that is the longest between Big Ten Conference opponents. The Hoosiers have lost the last seven meetings by an average of 30 points per game, which means the line is right on point. How long will it take for Ohio State quarterback Kyle McCord or maybe even Devin Brown? Because, I mean, I think it's very possible both play, even though McCord was named the head or the starter by Ryan Day the other day. Look for the Buckeyes to pull away in the second half. I think this game ends up 52-20. to 20. So I would take Ohio State, and I would give the points. <clears throat> Next up, Rice at number 11, Texas. 
Yeah. JT Daniels, who has played for USC, Jordan, and West Virginia, is now the quarterback for Rice. Because he's 14. I mean, you're only supposed to play for four years. He's on he's 14. And the Owls were 5-4 and four against the spread as an underdog last season. How much does Texas pour it on against an in-state opponent ahead of a week two showdown against Alabama? Texas covered in five of their first six games last season. Rice had four losses by 30 or more points. Still, Daniels could lead a few TD drives against the Longhorns defense, maybe get a backdoor cover. But I think this is in the area of Texas 50, Rice 17. So that's another one of these games here where the point spread scares me away. If I have to bet the game, I'm going to take Texas and give the points. But I would highly recommend if you're using BetMGM, you skip this game. Next up, Boise State, always dangerous. The Broncos will go to Washington to play number 10 Washington with one of the Heisman frontrunners, Michael Penix, at quarterback. They've got a great coach at Caitlin DeBoer. Washington is a college football playoff sleeper. But as I said, Ohio State is never an easy opponent. Taylor Green is an efficient quarterback, and George Holani returns after rushing for over 1,100 yards, 10 touchdowns last season. <clears throat> the Broncos have won five of their last eight games against Pac-12 opponents. Michael Penix will find enough success in the air to break that trend. Is this a trap to see how much value is in Boise State? I think this. I'm going to take Washington, and I'm going to give the 14 and a half. I think Boise State is a solid team, but I really like this Washington team. I think that people are sleeping on them in the Pac-12 I think they'll be there with USC all year long to see who wins the Pac-12 in Utah. But I'm going to take Washington. Next up, Buffalo at Wisconsin. This is on FS1 at 3.30 Saturday. Wisconsin's ranked 19th. They're favored by 27 and a half. Now, Washington begins a new chapter. You've got Luke Fickle. It will be interesting to see what the kinks are with SMU transfer quarterback Tanner Mordecai and new off offensive coordinator Phil Longo's offense. Wisconsin hasn't lost to a max school since 1988, and they're not going to lose this one. They've won their last six regular season games, six regular season games against MAC opponents by an incredible 48 points per game. How much will Wisconsin pour it on? I think enough to cover the 27 and a half points. I like Michigan 45-10 over Buffalo. Next up, we've got Heisman Trophy candidate favorite Caleb Williams and the favorite to be the number one pick in next year's NFL draft. Up against the Nevada Wolfpack. USC is favored by 38 and a half. It's another huge spread for the Trojans, who were 30 and a half point favorites in the opener against San Jose State. This should be a similar game. Nevada will have an all-star backfield with Colorado transfer quarterback Brendan Lewis and former Oregon running back Sean Dollars. The Wolfpack will run into too many problems too fast. USC wins this game 58 to 13, covers the spread. Next up, New Mexico at number 23, Texas A&M. Texas A&M is favored by 38 and a half. Now, so what will the Aggies offense look like under new coordinator Bobby Petrino? And why does Bobby Petrino have a job? I mean, that's just a question. I mean, he is one of the biggest scumbags in college football history. It tells you all, all you need to know about Jimbo Fisher. Connor Wagman takes over quarterback. And Jimbo Fisher is wanting me out to prove that this offense is different. Texas A&M didn't score 40 points in a game last season. Watch the change against the New Mexico team entering year four with Billy Gonzalez. 
Texas A&M wins 45-7, but they fail to cover the spread. I'm taking New Mexico and the 38.5 points here. And Jimbo Fisher better win big, or he will be out by the time this year is over at Texas A&M. Now, Middle Tennessee State, good team last year, won eight games, made it to made it to a, a decent bowl game. They will go to play number four, Alabama. Alabama's favored by 39 and a half. Alabama's renowned for blasting teams, even power five teams at the opener, regardless of program prestige. And the Blue Raiders are in the way this time. The Crimson Tide will likely play multiple quarterbacks. Middle Tennessee State, as I said, won eight games last year. But veteran coach Rick Stockstill is breaking in a new quarterback. And Nicholas Fatadio, it doesn't matter how you say his name. We're probably not going to talk to him or talk about him much more on this show this year anyways. I think Alabama wins 62-10. to 10. They cover the spread. And Middle Tennessee State's not a horrible team. So that'll tell you Alabama's going to be very good again this year. Next up, we have a rivalry renewed. You know, there are high hopes around Penn State, and they kick off this season as 20-point favors against the West Virginia Mountaineers. The Mountaineers are in a gotta-have-it season under Neil Brown. West Virginia had just one loss by more than 20 points last season. Penn State will control the game, and they will play up like they did against Pitt in last year's opener. The Nittany Lions were 3-2-1 and one as a home favorite last year, which signifies this could be right on line if West Virginia can survive the first punch. I'm going to go ahead and say that West Virginia does it. I think West Virginia will be able to run the ball a little bit, but Penn State's front seven is extremely good. Penn State's offense with new quarterback Drew Alar should be explosive. I'm going to say Penn State 41, West Virginia 17. I'm going to take Penn State, and I'm going to give to 20 and a half points. Next up, Battle the Carolinas, one of the best matchups of the weekend. North Carolina ranked 21, favored by two and a half against South Carolina. This is on ABC. Maybe the best matchup of the day Saturday is Drake May and Spencer Rattler and a quarterback matchup that NFL scouts will have their eyes on. The Gamecocks were one of the hottest teams in the FBS last season. The Tar Heels had a November slide. South Carolina has won four of the last five in this series, too. This could be a virtual pick em by kickoff, money wine lies. So you'll have to check out BetMGM to see what that spread is right before kickoff. I'm going to take the Gamecocks here. I may regret this. And if May can pull off some late-game late, late game heroics, I'll definitely will. But right now, I'll take the two and a half, three points. I'm going to say South Carolina, South Carolina wins this game 38-35 in an upset. All right, guys, next up, South Alabama gets a team that had maybe the best season in their school's history last year, Tulane. Tulane's favored by six and a half. They're ranked number 24, Kane Womack has done an outstanding job of flipping this roster and making South Alabama a 10-win team in a hurry. Carter Bradley returns a quarterback. Michael Pratt is back for the Green Wave, too. This could turn out to be one of the best games of the night also. I think the six and a half points makes me lean towards South Alabama because these are two really good teams. If you drop this spread to three or four points, I would take Tulane. But I'm going to take South Alabama. I think Tulane wins this game 33-30 but South Alabama covers. Next up, Oregon State at San Jose State, who just took a massive whipping by USC. Oregon State's ranked 18th. A lot of high hopes at Oregon State this year. This game is at San Jose, San Jose State. The Spartans will be at home. They have a game under their belt already, which is a huge advantage. The Beavers have high expectations around quarterback Clemson transfer DJ Uagala. 
And the Beavers are a program on the rise, but they also beat Fresno State and Boise State by an average of 10 points a game last year. I don't think this is going to be the blowout. I'm going to say Oregon State wins 38-24, but I'm going to take the Spartans, and I'm going to take the 17 points. Now, that brings us up to what I think is probably the game of the week so far, and that's Sunday night's clash on ABC at 7.30 between the LSU Tigers and the Florida State Seminoles. Florida State looks ready to become an elite program again. LSU is loaded all over the place. What a game this should be. Florida State won last year, and this one is closer to home in Orlando. Jaden Daniels and Jordan Travis are both Heisman Trophy sleepers. The over-under has dropped a point over the last day or two to 57.5. Last year's game was mostly even statistically, but the Tigers committed one more turnover. That could be the difference again. LSU's front seven makes the difference late. I'm going to take LSU, and I'm going to give the points. I Actually, I'm cheering for Florida State. But I think LSU wins this game 30-27, to 27, and they'll cover the two-and-a-half points. Next up, the final game of the week is Monday night. We've got a little Labor Day special going on. We've got number nine, Clemson, at Duke. Clemson's favored by 13. Now, Duke had an amazing season under first-year coach Mike Elko last year. The Blue Devils had four losses by eight points or less. Duke also didn't play a ranked team. Look for Clemson to make a Labor Day statement that they are still the team to beat in the ACC. I think the Tigers hold off a late backdoor cover. I think Clemson wins this game 41-24. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take Clemson. I'm going to give it 13 points. And that are our 19 matchups with top 25 teams this year or this first week. We will be back next Wednesday to do the same college football weekly prediction show. Make sure you check us out there. Make sure you check us out on YouTube. Um, you can find us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, over 300 different outlets, audio and video you can find us on. Make sure you follow us at Grilling Truth on YouTube. Click on the link in the description below to go to BetMGM to find the best sports book for betting on all the games this weekend. But for now, guys, I'm Mike Goodpastor. You've been watching and listening to The Grilling Truth, where the legends speak.